It's half past midnight, and something has woken you up. Was it a bump within your bedside closet? If you peer into the darkness where your shirts normally hang, will a pair of glowing red eyes be looking right back? Was it just the pipes settling? Or is it a shape-shifting shadow creature making its way up your stairs? Did the wind force a tree branch to scratch at the window? Or was it some long-clawed nightmare crawling to perch on top of your roof? A majority of the cultures around the world have tales of horrors that stalk the night. From the goat-legged Krampus that carries away naughty children on Christmas Eve, to El Coco, the faceless terror that threatens to snatch up those kids who stay up past their bedtime. What common traits and motivations do these terrors hold? How can we explain the reason for their existence across all of human civilization? This case file join the theorists as they check for what's under your bed and leave the hallway light on for the boogeyman. Not there. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing. <laughs> Case file 146. The Boogeyman. Braden's gone. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Byron. We got Byron back. Trade in, trade up. Yep. Upgraded <laughs> the podcast from uh, nose breathing, chip eating, nasally. Nasally. Oh, number so one. Nasally. Got rid of him. Cashed him in, brought back Byron by popular demand. So you guys no longer have to feel guilty in devoting him into being number one. Nope. Yeah. Right. Forget, He's forget no about him. Part of the podcast. Yep. Cut the dead weight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far a jump from one to zero. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll be back. I'm sure next week. Meh. We had a. Yeah, we could take. We him need back a, or not. We needed a break. Fun. Agreed. Anyways. Um, this week we're talking about the Boogeyman, the Origins, some of our favorite. But before that, let's do a little <gasps> Space News! Feels weird saying that after all these episodes. <laughs> Anyways, let's um let's start with the best news story in a while. How old astronauts poop on the moon? New NASA challenge aims to flush this mystery. Great title. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused. Literally. Didn't Howard Wolowitz figure this out? I thought he had sorted it out. That was yeah, one of his I great he accomplishments. This out a long time ago, like fucking twelve seasons ago. <laughs> what, what was his solution? I don't know. Oh no, he created one. He had to go up there to fix it or install it or something. That's why he went up there. Mm, I don't know. It's been a long time since I watched Big Bang Theory, but I guess uh, the way na- astronauts currently shit and piss on the space station is pretty brutal. So uh, there's a competition you can enter. I think anyone can enter and it's pretty much you have to design a new toilet for the space station. So let's go into detail here. Like Zell, I'm curious, how do they go to the bathroom up there? So from what I've read quickly, there's like, 
well, most astronauts have been male, so it's probably easier for them. So I'm going to say how I fight. They pretty much pee into like a condom looking tube, suction tube, and they shit into like a little box with like a, a suction fan. And sometimes I guess that it doesn't really pack in there that well. So you got to put on a rubber glove and give her, give her a little pack. And then it's put in a plastic bag and then it's shipped out on a cargo thing and burned up in the atmosphere later so, on. So you're telling me these guys, there's, you put a condom, kind of like a condom catheter on and there's a suction device to it? That's where exactly my mind went. Like you're up there in yeah, space. Like, guys are going to be spending way too much time with fucking John. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> guys are going to be taking full advantage of that Dude, shit. Dude, that's it. Look, that's a pee catcher. If you're, if you're not watching the live stream, it looks like a condom, a really heavy gauge condom. That's a fucking condom cat. Oh, that's I, I wonder, does everybody get their own though? I would really hope they don't have to share that fucking thing. <laughs> oh. You just rinse it out. Yeah, turn it inside out. Good to go again. Everything on the space station is pretty sterile anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it has to Gross. be. Anyways, that's what they currently do. So Ugh. if you are, uh, if you got some engineering skills, you can, uh, you can apply for this and the first, first place gets 20,000, second place, 10 and the third place, five. And do you get to sell your product to them as well? Because obviously there's going to be a shitload of money in that. It says winning design. So you get 20 grand for your design. It doesn't seem like that much for a billion dollar program. But No. I mean, maybe it's just to gather fan or to gather like public interest. They Maybe they already have one and they're just trying to gather people. Fine tune it or something like that, uh, maybe. Anyways. All the fucking astronauts, all the male astronauts are like, no, suppress it. <laughs> like our fucking wean suction. It's good. good as it Don't is. get rid of my We're up there for a long time. It's all we got. Don't ruin this for us. <laughs> Anyways, the design is calling for the design to have to be no more than 4.2 cubic feet or 0.12 cubic meters and shouldn't be any louder than 60 decibels. I don't know why the the volume matters up there. If it's a little bit, if it's too loud, other than astronauts get a little mad at you or? You got to poop and discreet, man. You don't want everybody to know that you're taking a shit. Man, I've done shits louder than 60 decibels. Oh, Guaranteed. Yeah. It's got to hold one <laughs> gallon of, or a, one liter of liquid waste and 500 grams of solid waste per and per session. also capture 114 grams of menstrual blood per day. These are the requirements for the design. Mmm. Tasty. Should also be able to clean it with like within a five minute turnaround time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if you got two guys up there really got to go? Anyways. Well, that's what I'm saying. Buddy's in there with, you know, let's say brains in space. You know, he's abusing the suction machine. <laughs> Everybody's fucking pounding on the door being like, come on, Braden, you're blowing it, buddy. Literally. We get it. Uh, that's all I got about that one. Dan, I think you had a story about two colliding black holes. Right. Uh, somewhere in deep space, we have detected uh, a collision of another collision of black holes, uh, which this one was actually interesting because it actually seemed to produce a flash of light, which is unusual for an event of this uh, of this magnitude. Usually, you'll have a you can have a black hole kind of a quasar, which will give off like bursts of light, which is kind of normal. But the intensity and the brightness of this flash is what was so remarkable for this one event. So. What scientists have gathered from the information that they have observed uh, from where they think the, the the two black holes either collided was like there's a super there's one super massive black hole. And then around that black hole were two smaller black holes orbiting. Trifecta. And 
they think somehow these two these two black holes collided with each other and then forming another black hole and then this the force of that collision sent it spinning off through either uh like uh like uh, groups of gases and things like that out in space and then that's actually what causes the light not the collision itself but the the force of like the black hole just you know it, it's massive amounts like unimaginable amounts of energy released when the when the two black holes collide so i mean when black holes collide we've seen it it's like it it warps space it, it just about warps space and time so the energy from that collision you know ripping through clouds of you know interstellar gas well, they're obviously trying to create some type of fucking black hole megazord so it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> all right that'd be the way to do it that's unlimited power right there so that's what I'm saying. These and these are the same black holes what we talked about last year that uh, collided and actually that was like the first recorded gravitational wave last year. Right, so, it's the so, same. They use the same the same equipment to to record these ones as well. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was like the hundred year anniversary of Einstein predicting that they existed, and then last year, boom, right, it's from last year, and then they just published the paper like yeah. this month. Yeah, just just released it. So that's pretty cool. Because yeah, they always say like nothing escapes a black hole, but in this case, a black hole escaped a black hole. A black hole, two black holes colliding with a third black hole, allows light to escape the black holes. <laughs> just like rattled them out, and just sort of the light fell out. You heard it here. It takes three black holes to create. That's light. it. They get a little light out. Speaking of black holes, the closest black hole to Earth has been spotted one thousand light years away. Shit, I lost it. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty, pretty close. far away. Galactic neighborhood. <laughs> oh, there it is. Four point two times as massive as the sun, and it's about. I guess the, the closest one known before was thirty two hundred light years away. So they're not as distant. They're getting as closer. One's getting closer. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, one's just going to start chewing through Earth. Fuck. <laughs> Bunch That'd of black holes showing up in our solar system. Yeah, that would wrap up 2020 nicely. Yeah. N- next up, August 2020, black hole detected in solar system. <laughs> Fuck. Do us a favor. Jupiter Hurry is up. now a black hole. <laughs> yeah, Jup- Jupiter collapses in and on, on itself. That's pretty much that. That's all. That was not that cool, actually. That's all I had for space news. Anyone else? I got nothing. Andrew, you got some killer space news you got sitting on the tip of your tongue there. Or? You know, I'm a pretty big space guy. Everybody knows that about me. Love space. I love space. I'd be the first guy to hop on a fucking ship and get right up there. But, you know, surprisingly today, I know it's shocking. I don't have anything. That's fine. We'll let Sorry it. to let you guys down. No, we'll let it slide. I know you, you come to me for the fucking premium space information. We come to you for the science, the physics, and yeah, the whole right? that whole avenue. I think I'm known for that, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Anyways, that's it for Space News this week. Let's get to the topic at hand. Case file 146, The Boogeyman. Boogie boogie. John Lee Hooker, The Boogeyman. Everyone's got a... Everyone was told a tale of a boogeyman when you were a little kid. Yeah. Don't go... Yeah. Don't... Listen. Don't step off your, off your bed after 10 p.m. or the boogeyman pulls you to hell. Dude, my... So my judo... Your what? Which is Lebanese for grandpa, Jiddo. That's oh, what we would call oh, your, your yep. grandpa. Yep. He'd always tell us, he'd be like, beware of the boogeyman. We we called him Baba. So Baba would come and get you if you didn't if you were fucking around. 
And of course, as kids, we'd fuck around. <laughs> and every time we'd fuck around, <clears throat> Baba would never come. It would be Jiddo with his belt. And he'd beat our asses. And every time we're like, bring on Bubba, man. Like, I would much rather deal with Bubba <laughs> than getting whipped in the ass <laughs> with this giant belt. Like, every time, like, please, please. But no, just Jiddo and his belt. It's terrifying. <laughs> Pretty much every culture around the world has a story of some type of boogeyman. That's supposed to keep kids in line, keep them in check. Or you get eaten, pretty much. And how savage of a tale is that? Like, hey, you step out of your room, step off your bed after 10 p.m. Something scary you your going to come out and get you. You're going to get fucking up, eaten. It's fucked. Parents, it's are actually, parents are actually brutal to kids. Fucking Santa Claus, little bullshit, <laughs> Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Boogeyman's. Like, Listen, w- when my kid's old enough to understand... I'm going to have a camera in my house that's not even real. It's going to be one of those fake little dome cameras. I'm going to be like, listen, Santa himself is watching. came down <laughs> and installed this shit. This is his thing. He's installed this. You got to understand. He's He knows when you're good. He knows when you're bad. He's watching it 24-7, dude. You better not fuck around. <laughs> you need like a um a board that he keeps just adding everything. I saw you do yeah. this. And then yeah. nice fancy writing or something. That was Santa Claus's writing, not mine. I couldn't handle that stress as a kid, man. <laughs> Fuck that. So pre-technological revolution, that's the pretty much the impetus between for the boogeyman is a system of control, or that's how most folklorists and most anthropologists, cultural anthropologists put on the boogeyman's significance. Like Zell said, every country, every country, every culture has some sort of boogeyman or bogeyman they might not call it that uh the term boogeyman i think they trace back to like middle english so that's like 16th century maybe like right after or right around um the norman invasion of england and so you have this uh some some other academics also argue that it might be a kind of uh shortening of the word uh boogeyman because there was uh Right, the yeah, buggy like man, which the was guys gen- that would walk around with the corpses. Right, oh, so you like had the, the buggy man yeah. who would work walk around with the corpses from the Black Plague. Right, you, know, you would tell children if you weren't good, this is what would happen to you. Well, even like you look at the word bogey, like we're not looking at the golf term, but the term <laughs> uh, bogey actually means something that causes fear among a lot of people, often without any reasonable explanation, and like that that's pulled right out of the dictionary. And like Dan was saying, like this this word, the first time we've seen this word printed was in the 1500s. That's the first time, and that's in English, right? But there's cultures that date way, way back, like Sumerian times that talk about some type of fucking demon that feasts on children, right? Yeah, I think the farther back you go, like the more terrifying the tales seem to get. Totally, man. <laughs> that's because back then, if you think about it, you know, survival the world was a lot harsher back then as much as we like to think today that the world is uh very cruel it was much crueler yeah back then you know especially (laughs) when you had to think about that your children your children your family are your main source of labor in a lot of situations (laughs) so you definitely wouldn't want your kids wandering off into the dark woods to trip and break their legs or get eaten by bears so you you definitely would tell them yeah you need to stay on the farm (laughs) Well, look at like, let's, let's say 20, 2020, we, we invented the boogeyman or the bogeyman or whatever you want to call them. 
Uh, what does the 2020 boogeyman do for you? Well, you know, he takes away your iPhone for fucking two weeks and <laughs> takes away your Xbox privileges. No! You know, like... Not my controller! Way more Not my controller! No! Well, you guys joke about it. You guys joke about it. But actually, there would be uh, cultural anthropologists and folklorists that would argue that the new boogeyman is pretty much true crime. Like any part of true crime or any of the serial killers that we kind of romanticize or we think about or you kind of try to humanize. Like these serial killers are like the the origins of the new boogeyman. John you know, when you watch true crime, you're, mm. you're thinking about this could happen to me. And you, know, and you you watch this and these are the new cautionary tales for us in the modern it's era. True, yeah. That's totally. What, As a 33-year-old man, that's the shit that goes through my head. I'm fucking <laughs> watching my back. I'm fucking sprinting out of a dark room as I close the lights and run to my bedroom because I'm terrified <laughs> of fucking John Wayne Gacy running after me in a clown costume. It's true. The whole time I was kind of reading about all these like different boogeymen, I'm like, I wonder if like there was this this fucking serial like serial kid killing murderer like way back in the day and he just it morphed into like he turned supernatural he, yeah he started top yeah like over over the years and the generations now he grew claws and he grew fangs and he grew he was a demon he lived under your bed but he, really he was just this fucking the original story was he came through your window grabbed your kid and took him away you didn't even know and he, that was the that's, so a lot of these stories I'm like I wonder like how many like of these are based off an like an ancient Ted Bundy. Because it makes Listen, sense. Like if the kids were in bed and like their brother got taken, the way kids' imaginations go, it could be that they could see like it could be the shadows moving and that could be where the claws are coming from, big long fingers and all this sort of shit and and coverage. Like it makes sense. Or parents, as we said, are just cr- pretty much criminals to their kids and scare them <laughs> to shit. <laughs> The thing I need this guy to understand, though, if he is out there snatching people, kids mostly, I need you to understand, if you're listening right now, I am just a short adult man. I am not a child. <laughs> Do not come and snatch me. Okay? I'm a man. He's a, I have a facial hair. He's a grown-ass man. Don't he's got a beard. Me, please. Don't take me, please. Take other people. Kids. Uh, one of the common threads that runs through a lot of the boogeyman legends is the one that, well, like you said, they, they snatch up kids. Um, there, there's a lot of like kind of Eastern European, uh, and European concepts of the boogeyman where it's like, like they're Schwarzman, which is like German, which I think, uh, really translates. So almost literally translate to like the, the sack man. Like, so there's a lot of, like, you have Der Schwarzman, and you also have, uh, we've talked about him during our Santa Claus episode, Krampus, like the bizarro oh, yeah. uh, Santa Claus, <laughs> the, you know, goat, the goat-legged goat demon who comes and steals bad kids and puts them in a sack and takes them off to go cook them and eat them and things like that. So there is, you know. What about the bell schnickel? The bell schnickel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, there, there are literally hundreds of boogeymen and um some of them have common share common traits and across cultures and you know stealing kids is one of them again that's that's what most uh most uh, folklorists would attribute it to is like you're trying to when you're trying to get a five-year-old to listen to you and go to bed (laughs) there's only one thing that's going to get them to do that (laughs) and that is you know you use their overactive imagination against them uh, and you say that if you don't go to bed, you know, some goat heel demon is going to come and eat you. So but why would you want to go to stay bed? Stay quiet. If there's a boogeyman under your bed, 
That's, or in yeah, your but closet, like that's, that's true. How do you fuck you sleep in that? Yeah, but that's what you know what I mean. You do that, and what happens is you raise fucking pussies like me that are terrified <laughs> of everything. Not a good idea. I will bribe my child to go to bed. I will bribe him. Go to bed. We'll buy you something cool tomorrow. You get more <laughs> Ninja Turtles, something cool like you know yep. Spider Man. Go to fucking bed. Nobody's coming to eat you. Okay, I want you to be okay with turning off the lights and walking like a grown man out of the room, not running up the stairs. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, but so let's go. Uh, we we had like a little list going and some like so we talk about a lot of them are chill, like taking children. But a lot of cultures, actually, it's just ends up being humans. And then these fucking boogeymen or the, these creatures end up just like eating your liver and drinking your blood. So it's not mm. just for kids. Some of these some of the cultures actually go. It's just any anyone who wanders too close to the the boogeyman, what, depending on what name it is. I wonder if you're, you're any going down. people have anybody tells stories about the Zelznik coming for them. <laughs> Comes a sneak in their bed. Well, and as, suck as the I me- as I mentioned, these stories start <laughs> somewhere. Like boobs. <laughs> these stories start somewhere and eventually take take hold later on into myth. So, in if another six hundred years, you can look back and see what's happened. There's we'll some see. small village up in uh, like a bunch of a couple of villages up in like Hungary that talk about the Sleznik. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it comes for you at night and take you away and drain you of blood and there's nothing left. He steals your blood and uses it for guitar skills. <laughs> <laughs> you must leave on your windowsill five McCormick bananas. <laughs> Rips out your intestines, jaws them out, and use them as strings. Instead of you fucking will be garlic. Safe for one night. <laughs> instead of garlic, you just put vegetables around your neck. <laughs> I eat vegetables. Sure. Asshole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, let's uh let's take our to our first one. Let's go to to Japan. They have a creature called the Kappa. What do we know about that guy? Can you pull a picture up of him, Zell? Well, there's a I would I would call it an artist rendering. Yeah, it's a good pick. Kind of looks like if you look closely, it's a what does it look like? Like a frog with hands, kind of. Looks like a frog with Braden's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> a little balding patch on the top. Spot. A little fryer yeah, tuck. Good. A little fryer tuck, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> well, if Brayden in that bald patch had a small little dent as well, uh, which held water, then he would resemble a Kappa pretty much uh, 99%. I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> right. So the Kappa had uh, like, shit. it's a mythical creature. It's like, this, I guess it's like a water demon, right? Pretty much is that what they consider? Yeah, that? they're like a they're human or a little bit shorter than human size. I, I I would kind of be like water goblins. That's what I would kind of call them. A water dobby, um, a wired water deity or something like that. They're said to inhabit you know rivers or ponds or things like that, uh, uh, and they kind of lurk in the mud on the sides of the uh, of these bodies of water. And if you um. If you would run across these, uh, Japan, these things are like immensely popular. Like uh, everybody kind of knows a kappa. Like you, you'll see them in popular culture. You'll see them on signs. You'll see them everywhere. And like their history goes all the way back to like 300. I don't know. The first time they see them mentioned is somewhere in like 320 BC. Um, oh, wow. Talking about th- these kinds of creatures that inhabit the waterways. Uh, they're depicted as like either they either they have like a turtle shell on their back or it's at least like the green bumpy skin. Uh, and especially the 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 most important part is the little water 
<laughs> dent they have in the top of their head, which is usually formed like a cup. And the only way to kill these or weaken the kappa is to get them to empty out the water that is inside their their little cup on top of their head. So you gotta spill their cup. Wait, they have right. There's not, there's not, there's no lid on it. It's just like a, no, it's just water. That's kind of like slash like slushes around up in there. It's not like a cap or anything. I read how to uh, beat a Kappa if you're in Japan, especially because like what they call like a sumo bow. If you challenge like a sumo wrestler, you have to bow real, real low. Right. Uh, there's legends that talk about how Kappas are real sticklers for protocol. And so that if you bow to them, you know, respectfully, or you do like a sumo bow in order to initiate <laughs> the one you would do to like initiate a sumo match or something yeah. like that, you, you would cum. end up spilling the, the water out of his head. So it's not very uh, Konnichiwa, onomai wa nandeska. Give him a fucking sumo bow. What's up, sucker? Go play in your uh, mud now, bro. They're, they're, the Kappa has numerous weaknesses, and I don't know how these things are even really scary at all. Apparently, their their arms are not very, uh, are not very strongly attached to their bodies, so you can, like, you, could, you would be able to rip one off, apparently, and you oh, can man. bargain with the Kappa in order to be like, I'll give you your arm back if you leave me the fuck alone, so I don't, Dude, like, that works somehow. I'm gonna rip his arm off and scoop the cup, the water out of the cup on his head with his own hand. It sounds like you could do it. <laughs> Or toss his fucking arm in the river and be like, take hike, bud, or kick rocks. You could just make friends with a Kappa, I guess, by offering him a cucumber. That's what I heard. Oh, man, they I love, love cucumbers, yes. too. They love cucumbers. You <laughs> off the guy a cucumber. I fucking love cucumbers. What a fucking weird boogeyman. No, he's cool, man. This is, you know what? On Compared to all the other ones, this is the kind of boogeyman I could hang out with. Except I, when yeah, he, if he except. gets you, if he does get you, his favorite meal is human liver and blood. So, right. Which they like your human and liver and, you know, Andrew, you work in the metalcore profession, so you could definitely confirm that the easiest way to get to your liver is through your butt, right? Because <laughs> that's where the kappa goes. It shoves its arm the up your anus and oh, then rips the it out from there. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Um, you can eat your liver with some fine fucking fava beans and a nice Chianti. A bit of, or sake, probably. And regional. <laughs> um <laughs> But the fun, the uh, one of the interesting things is that people uh, attribute this part of the legend to the uh, like when they would retrieve corpses, like drowned corpses. They would find a lot of times that the anus because they're dead, they're corpses, right? So yep. your anus, you know, all those muscles, your near sphincters, all let loosen go, up. Relax. Um, even though that's a that would be something that happens on all dead bodies, <laughs> but. People well, unless they're floating around that. in a water tank, Dan, because sometimes there's vents in these water tanks and their anus could get sucked up to that vent, as we learned in a previous case fall, and they prolapse. Right. Or it was taken by a Kappa. So that's true. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a that's water tank. It's a body of water. Oh, she got taken Maybe by a Kappa. Uh, there's just a fucking random Kappa hanging out in LA in a fucking water tank. <laughs> Seems legit. Could be. Could be. We're on something solved. Hmm. That's a, uh, but nonetheless, uh, if you get taken by one of these, you fuck. So, yeah. Be but before we get into another one, we should probably take a little beer break, eh? What do you think? I think Thursday. a beer break would be. Yeah. You know what? I'm empty. I'm empty. Let's uh, let's take a quick beer break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um. So we finished 
with the Kappa. Let's move on to, uh, let's take it down under, Byron. What's what's next on the list? The Yaramahu. Hang on, hang on. Let me, <laughs> I can butcher that. <laughs> Yaramayahu. Yaramayahu. A uh, legendary creature found in Australian Aboriginal mythology. Uh, frog-like man. Giant uh, tree frog. Ooh, another froggy. Right? Yeah, with red skin and very big head and large mouth. No teeth. Zell, do you got do you got his didgeridoo in the fucking uh, studio you could be playing while he's talking about this right now? <laughs> it's inside, yeah. isn't <laughs> And the, uh, yeah, so it's known to jump down out of the trees with uh, suction caps on the end of its fingers and suck the blood out of its humans or Jesus. its prey. Um, it's a drop frog? Yeah, but like once he swallows his prey... Takes drinks a little bit of water, has a little bit of a nap, and just chills out a little bit because you know had a big meal, a little bit knackered, and then um, afterwards regurgitates its prey or its throws victims. it on the Barbie. No, uh, just lets him go. They're done with now. He's got what he needs out of him, but they actually come out shorter and with a little bit of a reddish tinge to their skin. So, so Andrew's so it's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> few, it all fucking makes sense now. You got Multiple a, times. a few times got taken, a couple of times. taken by a, what is it called? Yamu, Yamu, Yara, Yaramayahu. 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 Mm. A, yep. How much, how many inches does it take off every time? Two, uh, two or three inches? Two or three. Sure. So four or five inches. Four or five times Andrew's been... I need every inch I can get. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, yeah. Yeremiyahu. So it... Yeremiyahu. It sounds fucking French. Yeremi. So apparently they try and attack the same victim again and again. Uh, either in the future when, they, when they've... I don't know. I guess they got a taste for one. But uh, you need to watch out. Andrew, because uh, eventually you'll fully transform into one of the Yaramayahus yourself. <laughs> I'm not. Check your actually, fingers for suction cups, bud. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not entirely sure if I'm not already yeah. a Yeremi. A Yaramayahu yeah, will not, try and attack the Yeremi. same victim again in the future, each time leaving the, leaving the victim slightly shorter and slightly redder. You Why you got to do yourself? that to a guy? Why you got to do that I'm to I'm looking a little bit red at the moment, actually. Yeah, fucking. There you are. You do look shorter than last time. <laughs> it's the it's the beard. Lost the beard. Byron, have you did you ever hear about this Yeremy Yahoo guy? No, not me. Up? It was always like a bunyip out in the water and stuff like that. Um a what, sorry? The bunyip. Bunyip. The bunyip we spoke oh, about that fella or creature during the mythological throwdown death match. The first cryptic crush of the first. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was Andrew on the first crop crushathon? I can't remember. I don't think so. Probably I don't think not. it was. I think because I, I was on there. If I, I was, I, I might have been on fo- my phone texting or <laughs> watching football. Or Checking football. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. Or something else. Yeah. I'm so sure. the bunyip was the one we were always little swamp monster. Um, but like again, growing up, never really, you know, you always heard about the boogeyman, but my parents never really. I was didn't give a shit. I was looking under the bed for the bloody boogeyman if there were, ever was one. I didn't care. So it never really worked on me. Um, but like most places, you always nice. hear about it. This is very fucks good, man. I got snakes and shit to worry about. I'm not worried about a boogeyman. Yeah, giant <laughs> spiders, spiders. everything like real shit. <laughs> Australia's got like legit, like legit boogeyman living everywhere. 
Yeah, no shifts. Daily. Dying the boogeyman has to worry about the nature. Like, yeah. <laughs> about the giant snakes. The boogeyman fucked off everywhere else. That's why we couldn't find too many. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, boogeyman choose not to live in Australia for a reason. As I don't blame most him. Most people should. <laughs> it's not a real place anyway. So don't yeah, it's it. fake anyway. It's in South Africa or something, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Part of the whole flatter scheme. <laughs> Fuckers. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I made up to sell merchandise and books. <laughs> is there any way to fight this thing? Because like the last one you got guy to buy over, was there any way to fight this guy? Or is he just pretty much just like a well, powerful they, frog? He only hunts during, he likes live prey and hunts during the day. So they suggest that you play dead until sunset. So it's more of like a kind of the opposite to most other boogeymen. Daytime boogeyman. Yeah, it comes out the daytime. So it's more you, if you're more of a party animal at night and stuff, then you're pretty sweet. Just sleep during the day and party at night. And you should be fine. Think, think about the nerve that you'd have to have just to fucking play dead for that long, though. Like, <laughs> not a chance. Not ever. I mean, not if he caught you at like noon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no. Just, like I hear something yeah. and I'm gone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> fucking sprinting. Fucking Donovan Bailey, Canadian hero. Gonzo. Get you later. Donovan Bailey. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, man. Let Don't you remember his ballpark Franks? He was selling that <laughs> shit on fucking TV. Fucking Donovan Bailey. Canadian legend. Fucking guessing. Yeah, you. bullshit Carl Lewis. Canadian sprinter. Yeah, I said Carl it, Dan. Lewis. Yeah, I said it, Dan. All right. It's bullshit. He didn't deserve that fucking championship. He was cheating too. Did Carl Lewis beat Bailey for the repeat or no? Donovan Bailey beat Carl Lewis's ass, but that was for the repeat. Donovan champ. Bailey got Busted for PEDs. Oh, they're all PEDs everywhere you go. Everyone's yeah. everyone's juicing. Yeah, tell me about it. Especially probably this next uh, boogeyman on our list called the Clu- uh, was it Cludy? The Cludel? Cludy or Clude or how do you pronounce that? Cludair. Cludair. Could be Clude. 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 I mean, if anybody during in this podcast that could pronounce it, Zella would be you. So. Clude. Your best shot. Clude. We're going with Cluda. Clude. Cluda. Cleda. Cleda? Cluda. Anyways, it's in Belgium. And this, unlike some of, unlike the tree frog, this motherfucker, this guy's straight from hell, pretty much. It's a, it, it patrols like the waterways in the Flemish countryside. I didn't realize Flemish was, that's a bel, like a Belgian term. term. Mm-hmm. Anyways, patrols the countryside. And if, if you're if you're out in the countryside at night, you're at risk of being attacked and dragged into the water by an immense dog-like creature with bare claws, a sharp black beak, and glistening green scales. In shaggy, another. Bl- hey, listen, this is another water, water guy with fucking green scaly skin. Maybe we're onto something. It's old Greg. Sounds exactly like old Greg. I'm old Greg. What you doing in my waters, <laughs> fool? And anyways, this scaly little man this, fish. This boogeyman spawns from the cre- cremated bodies of witches and wizards and can move at incredible speeds. <laughs> Jesus. That a, they had a lot of witches and wizards in the Flemish countryside back in the day or apparently. I mean, yeah, all your all your great uh witch hunters are from the Netherlands. <laughs> That's a fact. It is now. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Those, Bel- those Belgian people are known for their witch hunting skills. So is there any way of like defeating this one? Or is uh, I'm there not even finished explaining or? how oh, crazy this thing is. It right. bat- has bat wings and walks on its hind legs. Bulging oh, crimson or blue eyes. 
And it sounds like there's chains permanently wrapped around his body. So when he walks, I guess it's like a chains are like clanging together all the time. This is just like a creature straight from Act Five of Diablo. What's what's that? What do you mean? You know what Diablo is? Scary as fuck. You ever played Diablo? Like like the devil? Pretty much. The game. But yes, El Diablo, Diablo, the devil. Lord of Terror. Shit. In other words. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. What what else we know about this guy? I don't know. It's quite an impressive creature that it's like you can't even... It seems like you wouldn't even be able to kill it because if you do try to kill it, uh, it says from the single corpse, seven more will spring forth. Oh, shit. So you don't want to kill it. You can't... Don't kill it, whatever you do. Don't Don't kill it, but you can escape if you... Throw if you happen to have because like like me yeah uh, you know I'm a I'm a true gentleman and I always carry a handkerchief on me <laughs> obviously. Uh, obviously of course you know so when I'm out and about because you, you know, don't sneeze into a Kleenex like a peasant yeah jeez come on now I'm some kind of savage you sneeze into the same Kleenex same handkerchief over and over again like yeah, a true gentleman that's the cleanly gentlemanly way to do it. Then you, uh, then you offer so it to other you, people. What you will do is if you have that <laughs> handkerchief, you throw it behind you and the creature is seems compelled to stop and rip the cloth apart uh, part by part, fiber by fiber, which will allow you to get away. <laughs> Got a thing for snot. Got to love snot. Yeah, does it Fuck say it does it have to be a used handkerchief or can it be anything? No, it just has to be a handkerchief. That's the thing. Mm. Uh, what's interesting about this, if you think about it, is that this kind of behavior by a mythological creature is not actually kind of unique. When you think, uh, if you think about vampires or you think about, there's actually other creatures like, um, what's one of the other ones? Uh, I think I think the Kappa will do it too. But uh, counting things is a, is a is a common theme uh in uh, mythology to like get away from certain creatures like there's this kind of ocd obsessive compulsive disorder where if you throw rice or salt or something like that out onto the ground uh lentils or whatever these creatures are obligated to count each one (laughs) i've heard that and like you leave your shoes outside and they're fucking they're obsessed with your shoes and if you like tie them in knots they have to figure out how to untie the knot can i I leave my earphones out after they've been in my pocket so they can untangle them for me? Because, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's a pain in the ass. That is an anomaly of humanity, how you can put it. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like, are they, how smart are these guys? You toss out about fucking, like, six grains of rice, and he's sitting there for fucking four hours, and be like, God! I forgot. One, two, three. <laughs> no, I'm ah! sure they're pretty good at it. They're just like, they're just like one, two, three, four. But they, count, they have to count them one at a time, though. There's none of that estimated bullshit. Oh, so like you count them one at a time. Can't put them in like groups of five and count them all out. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show you that everybody who enjoys counting things and math is fucking crazy and probably a boogeyman. <laughs> it's true. Not normal I, behavior. I normal like people don't like math. I like that connection. Well, when, when you're talking about the uh, handkerchief thrown behind you, I was just thinking of like a, the original bullfighting. When you get like a little, come at me, little motherfucker, Psh, jump out of the way, <laughs> and then <laughs> bull's gone, you're safe. Psych. Exactly. Might have been the original bullfighting. Could be on to something there. It didn't say what color the the, yeah, the didn't cloth color. was. If it were red, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, the worst part about this guy is the fact that like he's basically a mugwai, except for water is trying to murder him. And you try to murder him, and you just create seven more, and you're fucked. 
Like think about everybody's first instinct with this bastard shows up. He's terrifying. What do you want to do? You want to kill him and then you just get seven more of them. I think this is the (laughs) most powerful like creature I've ever heard of because you could just keep killing them forever and they would eventually just take over the planet because you can never kill them. But Zell, where's your Zell, where's your family from? Sorry. (laughs) What are you descending from? I'm not going to tell you where I'm from. Okay, makes sense. That was like, turns out Zell is actually one of seven siblings. <laughs> <laughs> the Roma Central Europe, you will find the rest of us. <laughs> My question is when they regenerate, are they the same size or are they like small ones? Like Polo Seven smaller ones? Yeah. yeah, do you get like, yeah, seven, seven uh, Canada Goose size ones? Vertically or? challenged. Okay. We don't prefer the term small. Okay. What do you prefer? Vertically challenged. Vertically challenged. Gotcha. gotcha. You'll have uh, no. It doesn't. It doesn't really elaborate on what size they are. It could just be probably seven seven regular sized ones. <laughs> just pop out. I don't. I don't know where they keep them, but that's what, that'll happen if you try to uh, dispatch the cuda. Well, I mean, that would be even worse if you had a bunch of small ones. You could keep them in your pocket. All of a sudden, boom! Seven cuda come flying out of nowhere. Toss them out. You're fucked. But eventually you get them small enough you can just keep squashing them and they go like be like ants. So you might be okay. Yeah, but then you have like a million cluda. You can't do yeah, that. You can't no, squash no, them. No, because if you get if they get that tiny, you keep like stepping on them, they get tinier and tinier. Eventually they're just gonna crawl into your body and kill you from the inside. Oh, exactly. And what happens if they're like Ant Man? Mm. Get right, yeah. Right? Like they still have proportional strength. Like oh, they just man. get inside your brain and just start liquefying. Can you burn them? Or they go like the kappa and get up your butt. Oh, it doesn't say if you can burn I them. I mean Maybe you can burn them. It says kill though. But that's it's, it says them. kill in any way. So yeah, I guess yeah. so. So yeah, you fucked. So uh, we smelt, we just found the most the most unstoppable creature in the entire universe. Cannot be killed; it just multiplies. There you go. I mean, we should be having these handkerchief factories working twenty four seven. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> just handkerchiefs everywhere. Fuck that. I'm gonna need them. <laughs> it feels like that was created by big handkerchief. <laughs> Hey, the dri- Big drive sales created the Cluda. Drive sales in Central Europe back in the day. Yeah. Well, like as soon as Kleenex came, Big Kleenex came out, and they're like, "We got to come up with the story, guys." Yeah, it's not. We're getting no sold here. Yeah, it's not a handkerchief. It's not going to yeah. work. It's like Big Toilet Paper created COVID. <laughs> as one of the theories. There you go. One of the other ways they said, I think it's the coming of daybreak or the sound of church bells will drive it off. Uh, so it's like got a little bit of religion undertones to it. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's actually a way to kill it as much. Let's just say you can't kill it. Seem it seems to be. It's, it's invincible. Or not invincible. It just, it's. <laughs> you would know. What's the word for this? You is this unstoppable? Like, you can kill it. Just... I think the word for it is uh, Ryan Zell's name. <laughs> I think that's the proper <laughs> word for it. This guy is. Uh, I approve of him. I approve of his. I'm sure capabilities. you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm going to take a few notes. Anyways, let's move on to an, the next one that we have on the list here. The ass wang. No joke. Oh, the ass wang. The ass wang. I'm not going to correct your pronunciation. Like I know how you say it. That's not how you say it, but sure. It's ass wang, right? That's, well, how else can you say it, Dan? You try it. A swang. Oh. oh. The ass wang? Ass wang. Swang. So spelled as a s w a n g. No, I've watched play, I've watched enough Filipino movies to know that's how you say it. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It's also called the tick tick, the fee fee, the bayet, the whack whack, the sock sock, the marise, or the cling cling. 
let's go with ass wang. Ass wang, got it back. <laughs> Another gas wang. So what does the ass wang look like? A combination of z- vampire, zombie, ghoul, witch, and werewolf. What? Picture that. I think I got it. It's terrifying. Oh, no, you've got that um, yeah. artist rendition. Yeah. yeah. Artist rendering right here. It looks. Jesus. Oh, my God. This is terrifying. That would eat the ass and wang out of. Anything. Anything. No ass and wang is safe from this guy. Definitely not. not. a chance. Yeah, they are they're generally repulsive creatures from the descriptions that you have. And it's that's not their only form. I think the swan can take uh many different forms. Uh, some that have been reported or that have been recorded in, in you know folklores or that of a evil a giant evil looking pig, which pigs are scary in the first place. So that would totally be totally terrifying. Scary. Uh a type of jackal-like dog. At some points, I've seen Scary depictions thing. of it being kind of like it's almost like a like an evil like fruit bat's face, like you know, it's like a really fucking gross like Disgusting. hairless dog, Ugh. you know. Um, with that, it, it is known for its long uh, coming out of its mouth. Like that that picture that it depicts is is one of its trademark uh, qualities. Is that it has this long uh, proboscis like uh, appendage. That that comes out, which allows Fucking it to big feed, words, my friend. Yeah, big which allows words. it to feed on its favorite food, which are uh, living human fetuses. It slurps oh, the human fetus out from a belly button. Yep. What? So it's pretty much like so, alien, where it's like the mouth and the mouth coming through. It's got a mouth. Well, and like, out of the mouth. It's like snakes out, snake mouth. and then you know it'll it'll hang out on the roof. Of a dwelling that is inhabited by a pregnant woman, and it will just like Slither when they go to sleep, just comes out, and, and then yeah, Jesus, so that's its favorite food. But it'll also eat liver and blood, just like the kappa. A little bit, of, oh, little bit, that's a little bit of overlap there. And it's I wonder, like this is obviously not a fun topic or anything like that, but I wonder if it's like you know something created to somehow justify stuff like spontaneous abortions. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. It's horrible, but it does happen. Oh, like and instead of in cultures like yeah. prior to, you know what I mean? The medical advances that we've had in the last century. You know what I mean? It'd be really hard to explain as you know why you lost your child. Yeah, you know what I mean. Before the ass wang, you were able to slurp actually, it up my belly button. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's a good possibility, horrible. yeah. And it's supposed to be silent except for a tick tock like a tick tick noise, but it gets quieter as it gets closer. So you hear Jesus. it. I guess you hear it. Bastard. And then it gets closer and it starts the noise starts to disappear. That's like a the warning sign. Once it once it disappears, it's about to get you. Well you're fucked. It's too late. Now there's gotta there's gotta be a way to kill this. Has to be fucking super demon. Yeah, you just cup your ass in your wing, and it just has nowhere to go and leaves you alone. And belly button. Uh, more than a few <laughs> things. I mean, <laughs> its weaknesses do resemble that of your your you know stereotypical or typical vampire. What? So uh, it can't it can't set foot on what is considered holy ground. Uh, so you know, hiding inside a church or taking you know refuge. It might actually like in a in a you know, a graveyard anywhere that's been consecrated would probably protect you. Uh, they don't, they don't like garlic and they can't stand religious artifacts as well. So like a wooden cross or crucifix would keep you safe. Um, 
something that might be a little bit more difficult to procure would be uh, a whip made entirely from stingrays tails. <laughs> oh shit! So I um, do it. They Indiana don't like Jones that. doesn't even have one of those. No, I, I don't know anything that would not be you know if I had a whip made of stingrays tail that I don't know that would take care of anything really. <laughs> God, Steve Irwin, poor fella. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, Maybe that's what he's trying to find. R.I.P. Maybe that's what happened. R.I.P. Steve. R.I.P. Irwin. Yeah. One of my childhood heroes. I actually had an email called Steve Irwin is my hero when I was a little kid. (laughs) Really? That's awesome. I fucking love that (laughs) show. That's cute. I love that show. That's really cute. He's the best. Then you became a cold, heartless vampire. Beautiful, beautiful. When he died, (laughs) when he died by Stingray. You sacrificed yourself to the ass wang. Yes. Joined the clan. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. The cloodle or what? Crazy thing, fuck the ass wank can stay away. Yeah, that's yeah, it, no thanks. It's a beast of horrific proportions. This is disgusting. This one, it's a cool. Yeah, there's of there's it. a lot of Southeast Asian, uh, like like boogeyman creatures are are some of the weirdest ones I've come across. When I was living in Thailand, uh, I came across the one called the Krasit, and the Krasit is this type of it's a vampire type creature, which is essentially. Um, it's only a head and the organs, like the digestive tract. And it basically inhabits like a decapitated body of a woman and during the day and it's perfectly normal. But at night it like floats outside of that body, which is like just the, the innards just like hanging down from the neck. And then it goes out to feast on the blood oh. of living people. Ooh. I was like, that's gross. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. It's a good way to mess up. A child's mind, like yeah. all this yeah. shit. Yeah, don't. you got to keep them safe somehow. I mean, that was the way to keep kids in Fuck. line back then. <laughs> you don't want them. You don't want them wandering around at night. Like you definitely don't want them doing that. Um, again, Guess this so. is what the the boogeymen were always kind of meant to do, and what they still kind of do today. If you think about it, if you have your your, your modern, your modern uh, day horror killer, boogeyman, yeah. not just your serial killers like we mentioned before, but you know your Michael Myers, your Jason Voorhees, especially Jason, right? Mm. Who are kind of in their movies, they kind of dole out punishment for social transgressions. So you know you've got like you know because Jason hates people having sex, he hates it, right? Every movie, if you're having sex, you're dying. You're, you're dead. dead. You're dead. Fornicators 100%. are dead. Yep. Every time. Like if you've seen, if you've seen Jason X, you know he's he's frozen for 100 years or whatever. And what brings him back to life? People boning on the spaceship, and he wakes up, grabs his machete, <laughs> and is like, "It's time to murder." Stop boning. All right, you heard it here first. Stop Knock it. it off. The world must Enough. go celibate. That's the only way to cure 2020. That's it. Well, it's I mean boning outside of wedlock, I suppose, would be the. There you go. Okay. Okay. He's okay so, if you're married. I mean, you can boom. Jason yeah, that's fine. He's probably he's probably like, that's cool. You show him your I wedding think... ring. And it's like, it's uh, Jason, it's cool. He's like, <laughs> just turns around and walks away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. We're, we're married. Yeah. <laughs> Whip out your marriage certificate. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that shit on he the He kind of leans in, leans in real close, like looks at it and like <sighs> turns out walks out. I believe my my kid is gonna believe when I tell him about the boogeyman and like not to fuck around because he's gonna sense the sincerity of my voice. I'll be like, please, just don't do it, man. Don't bring this on us. It's not worth it. Your dad doesn't want anything to do with this, man. <laughs> it's scary. You want to see your dad cry? Don't do it. <laughs> the love of God. 
I don't want ass wang coming for either of us. <laughs> no one does. Nobody does. Some interesting points that I came across when I was like researching for this was that a lot of times you'll that you don't even really have to tell kids about the boogeyman. Um, a lot of uh, psychologists, like children's psychologists, have kind of uh, come to the conclusion, or at least the the general consensus, that uh, during their brain development, you know, during mental development of children, between the ages of two and six, are when most children will will uh, develop a, an innate fear of the dark. Because this is when the imagination, like the, those parts of your brain that, you know, you know, arrive at those concepts of, of imagination and, and can kind of take stuff beyond what is normally there, start to develop. Right. Interesting. Seriously, here's a serious question. Everybody in this group, who can go down into their basement, shut off all the lights and walk calmly away and like not even like not even briskly walk? Really? I like I, I can feed on I the can darkness. do that. You don't even speed walk. You don't I even like not a little pep in your step. I feed on the darkness. The darker, the scarier, <laughs> the better I the better I no. function. The more well, yeah, creative I get. If you run, yeah, here's, if you run, they'll come after you. They're like bears. You can't catch them. You know, fast. if you run, that, that activates their hunter <laughs> instinct wicked fast. and they'll come after you. But Zell doesn't count. This question goes out to everyone that doesn't sleep <laughs> hanging upside down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it excludes you. <laughs> no one's ever. I I have trouble that. walking past uh, glass sliding doors at night. Like that's always my big fear. Like walk. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's like I hate walking. Like that one that's like facing like uh, uh, where when I grew up, the house I grew up had like a, a, a you know big backyard, big dark backyard empty glass to the back yeah out to the back door and no curtains or anything so every time you have to walk past that you know if you want to go to the kitchen to get a drink of water you had to walk past those fucking glass doors and you always expect to walk by and just see something standing outside that window so wang's got his ass and wang pressed up against that glass mine we never had basements in Oz. like the houses weren't built like that no basements ever no, like I don't like any of my friends' houses never had any basements. Now, a lot of the houses are built on stilts. Oh, for floods. So, yeah, for floods. And I think it's just a lazy, easy way because we don't have to worry about weather and shit for underneath as far as like cold and you know, have like frost stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Frost, so, like sure, yeah. my house, for example, I grew up in, we're on stilts or maybe four foot off the ground. And then it was brick all the way around that. So, we had a little trapdoor and like I was scared of going in there like to get to the other far end of the house it got like a lot shorter um but it was more worried about bloody spiders under there that was my fear not necessarily the darkness or some mythological creature it was more about like if i get fucking bitten under here by a spider i can't get out and it's gonna like drag me through or something like that Um, here in north america we have to make up stuff to be scared of because we don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i know i can't really remember as a kid of any mythological shit scaring me it's more like just the actual rustle of leaves in the bush of a snake or something like that then i go around and start chasing it anyway yeah i don't know like i always wonder sometimes because you always see like the supernatural stories or stories of ghosts and shit always come from young kids and there's either two options either it's a hyperactive imagination or a lot of people make always make that claim of like they experience like a thinned veil and maybe they see i I don't know i want to say like you know, a different dimension or they, they see stuff that other people can't experience. 
even even if the stuff is not like malicious, they just see it. They always like yeah. they see and they experience stuff different. You always hear that with like little kids. So, well, I think you could make the argument, you know, based on just the way that the brain develops and the way that the children do perceive the world at that age where their their brain is still developing and it's still in the early stages. I, what I would say was the early stages because you haven't even gone through puberty yet. Um, they see a very different world than we see. Yep. I mean, biologically you could, you could make the argument that they, they are perceiving a very different world where it's like, they don't, they don't have the kind of concrete, uh, you know, concepts like in our brains that we have, that we know certain, you know, certain concepts of, of what exists and what, it, what, what, what exists and what doesn't we, we have the faculties to kind of determine, uh, you know, this is real, this is a threat or this is, you know, there's, you know, looking into the closet when you're a kid, there's a lot more to be afraid of because you don't, you don't know what could be in there. You don't have the answers yet. Right? It's unknown. Yeah. Right. You don't have the, you don't have the knowledge to kind of be like, okay, what could possibly be in there? You know, it, for all you know, it's just like when it's dark and it's empty and you can't see inside of it, it could be literally anything. But when, you know, when you grow up, you realize that, you know, inside that closet is close behind that is a wall behind the wall is the pipes by you know is all of that behind the, the pipes is, is a portal to hell <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> you know i'm not convinced or, you know, in zell's case there. there's a bunch of bodies like i don't know his like, coffin <laughs> where he sleeps <laughs> i never keep them in my house <laughs> they're buried under his house uh <laughs> shit so uh, yeah you can make the argument that that children do see a very different world than than what we see and you know if you want to some people want to say that they're more sensitive to to paranormal activity perhaps maybe right. could be hard to don't know. hard to argue well i mean it's easy to argue against it but it's hard to prove either way yeah. mm -hmm. you can just say like ah, oh, he's got an over overactive imagination or he's seen demons in his closet and sure. then when once his brain develops <laughs> enough those those frequencies disappear, and now you're just seeing our material plane. You're not seeing anything beyond. Yeah, hey, listen, Maybe. I've got a walk through closet for a reason. That shit's <laughs> open. <laughs> I walk right through that stuff. I'm surprised you even have a closet. Mm -hmm. Me too. Don't just hang stuff on your wall. Just throw it on the ground in a pile. <laughs> yeah, get it. That's how you get spiders, though. Yeah, I'll take our spiders. <laughs> That's fair. I got kitties, man. My kitties take care of that stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other boogeymen from a lot of other cultures, but well, buddy, we get, we're not going to talk about El Kukui. You want to talk about one more? You want to do one more? Let's do one more. El Kukui. El Kukui. Dan's got to know about El Kukui. El Kukui or El Coco. El yeah. Coco. Yeah. Uh, El Coco is a, from what you, from what you can kind of guess is a Spanish, uh, is a Spanish you know, like, like Spain, uh, also parts of Mexico and things like that, where it, it is a, a type of kind of like formless. It doesn't really have like a set form. Um, from what I, from what I've read, well, he uh, shapeshifts really, from what I, from, right. It's yeah. a shapeshifter. So it's, it can take on the shape of whatever you are afraid of. Manifestation so. of fear itself. Oof. Yeah. Scary. Careful. So that would, would be what some people would call like a tulpa or something like that, where or, it just takes, you know, it takes the form of what you fear most. It takes it's, the form of Tony it, Ferguson. It's, 
<laughs> it's uh what is it zool the destroyer <laughs> Zozo. um uh but i i can't remember what are the other things about the el coco el cucuy well his Andrew, favorite you, snack you seem more afraid of him than i am his favorite snack are fucking children which is horrifying Dis- okay. disobedient children so listen to your parents yeah don't right. fuck around don't fuck around. And so they will, uh, I think it lures out kids at some, like, uh, you know, that's one of its traits is that it likes to lure out kids, snatch them up. And then he, he like destroys the family, like he'll eat the kids and then destroys the family that, you know, the family of the kids. Like he, he basically, he'll eat the children and then he just kind of like enjoys the misery of the entire family. Like he just fucking, oh, he's horrible. And he also screams, cuckoo. As he moves stealthily through the night looking for victims. That's when you know you fucked up. So when you hear that, just run. Let's get the fuck out of there. But he only preys on children. So if you're an adult, you should be safe. Unless unless you're under five foot nine. Fuck you. (laughs) Under five foot nine. I'm five eight and three quarters. Now you're under five foot nine, so you're dead. No big deal. You know what? Sometimes if you look at my football program, I'm five nine because I was wearing cleats. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you the half inch for the cleats and the extra ten pounds on the just just because. Yeah, I know. <laughs> make your team's average weight just a little bit bigger. Make it look yeah. a little tougher. Well, whatever, whatever works. And that's 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 all I had for that guy. Unless there's some other mysterious notion I had about him. I don't no, know. The cocoa, I prick, the cocoa is pretty straightforward. It is a you know shape shifting terrifying creature. He's a boogeyman. Uh, yeah, he's a boogeyman. Garrett so Gibbs. I mean. <laughs> I had all this information on him. I was all pumped because I was like, oh man, like I got, I wrote down all this info on El El Kukui and I realized that all my information is coming from the book, The Outsider that I read and none of it is factual. Well, (laughs) none of this is factual to begin with, but anyways, (laughs) the stuff that I was pulling was completely made up by Stephen King and yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, but well, maybe Stephen King knows his shit though. Maybe, maybe give, he, give us a anybody can really make anything up him. about El Coco. Like El Coco can be really anything. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> he manages. He he takes on the form of your worst fear, so it could be fucking anything. Yeah, I mean there are other and and there are other you know boogeymen that do the exact same thing. Um, what was the one? I don't know. I can't spoil any books. There's a couple of books where that is like the common. Uh, that is common thing. I know it happens in Supernatural a whole bunch where they fight tulpas and it always like turns, it's always like, yeah, it can take the form of whatever you fear most. So, you know, whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like in Batman, like the scarecrow is like a boogeyman. Uh, I think boogie is also kind of, uh, uh, they said that it comes from the boogeyman word, like the etymology can trace back to also a word that means like scarecrow. Yep. I read that too, actually. So the scarecrow is technically in, you know, in Batman, he's the, he's the boogeyman because he always, you know, his gases always bring out what you fear most or, yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good villain. Yeah. Like, oh, there's you know, boggarts. he's the boogeyman. He's the scarecrow. Dan, don't forget about the boggarts. You sh- the boggarts. Yeah. You should know. It's awesome. Boogeyman. Even if you are a mudblood <laughs> or a muggle. Yeah. <laughs> uh. There's a lot of yeah. It's it's just like the boogie the boogeymen are just. I mean, they're everywhere. It's anything can be a boogeyman, you know. As, especially when you when you roll in the 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 paranormal circles or the uh, you know the conspiracy theory world that that we live in now, 
Or the blues. Anything could be boogeyman. Don't forget about John Lee Hooker. It's the fucking best boogeyman around. John Lee Hooker? Hell yeah. The boogeyman. <laughs> is, he, is that the one? Who, is, that's the guy who uh, teaches aerobics in Colorado now? Retired? <laughs> No, no, that's the WWE wrestler, man. John, John Lee Hooker is a fucking blues musician. Is that the guy who died at the crossroads man? or whatever? Solo, solo, demon? No, different guy. That's uh, Robert. What the hell? Who's sold a soul? That's going to bug me now. Mm, sold a soul at the crossroads. That's Robert. What's his name, Robert? Oh, that's really going to bother me. Stuck. Stuck in there. I can't get it out. But yeah, he sold a soul to the devil, right? At the crossroads. Yeah, what's his name? That's going to drive That's me fucking story. nuts. <laughs> Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Right, Johnson. Robert Johnson. Right, right. I could fucking slay the guitar. He's a legend. So I I think that it's just a matter of, um, you know, it's a, it's a regional taste of all these things like the boogeyman. It's, it's it, these, these creatures, these whatever will take the form of whatever people kind of whatever want to believe that they are. <laughs> what people are scared of, whether it's bears or whether it's bats or it's snakes, you know, you combined everything together, which, you know, makes up some terrible monster. Um, and you get the Cluda, which is like a mixture of like, witch, wizard, bear, bat, snake, you know, everything all put together, which is probably the worst one. Well, yeah, Asswang's werewolf and a bunch of other stuff. That's like Bad every, buff. every fucking one put together. The Cluda so, sounds terrifying though. That's it. You can't kill them. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. more come. That's the worst. That's the worst. Now, we, st- we talked at the start about how maybe some of these boogeymen maybe come from real stories of killers or what, what, what not. So there's actually an ongoing case in Australia, Byron, called the Australian Boogeyman. There is. Now, you have to bear with me because i got my notes I need to read from. He's got to um, read from the notes. <clears throat> but yeah, this is a story going back. Uh, it started back in 1989. And in uh, just in the outside suburbs of Melbourne, Victoria, uh, and he's been dubbed Mr. Cruel, but he was, uh, I guess his alter ego, as he was known in the media and stuff, was the boogeyman, the Australian boogeyman. And very similar theme to all boogeymen is preyed on children, late at night came in and got them. Um, targeted prey to from a lot of the accounts from this so this is unfortunately um true events uh that have happened true boogeyman so it's a little bit messed up um so this has been warned but back in august so winter time australia time 1987 uh this person broke into a house uh in lower Lower Plenty, just out of Melbourne there at four in the morning, armed with a knife and a gun. Um, He went into the parents' bedroom and woke them up, um, tied them up, had them turn over on their face, tied them up, uh, basically hog tie with some surgical tape and made it look like and sound like a, a robbery. And that was his motive for a lot of it. So it just sounded like a classic um B&E, and from there, he went into the kids' room once the parents were uh, tied up, tied up the little son and put him face down as well, gagged him, uh, and then abducted the girl. Actually, no, did he do it there? 
can't remember whether he took her or not. Um, but yeah, locked the parents in the cupboard and raped the 11-year-old girl, cut the lines, and off he went into the night, uh, never to be be found. Um, a year later, just after Christmas in 1988 in Ringwood, another east uh, suburb of Melbourne, 5.30 in the morning, he again broke into a house, um, bound and gagged the parents, um, and demanded money before he gagged them. So they explained where the money was. He stole about thirty-five bucks off the nightstand side table, um, and then from there he went into the bedroom where all the the girls were, uh, the daughters, and he was—I can't remember if it was this one or the first one—but one of them he was recorded. Um, making a phone call and later on like the phone lines are all cut and stuff um, and once they actually took records of the phone there was no such records so the police actually thought that he was very meticulous in his work and it was a bit of a red herring to confuse the officers um, but then he, he took the 10 year old girl Sharon Wills uh, and she was gone. She was abducted for about 18 hours in total uh, before they found her on the side of the street. Um, before he actually released the girls, he washed, cleaned, cut their fingernails, cut their toenails. So he's very particular about basically washing away his his evidence. Uh, again, another year was more a bit shorter, about another seven months later, 1990 in Canterbury, uh, late at night. Oh, actually, hang on. Which is this one? No, that's the next one. I think it is. Anyway, one of them was the, the family was away. That's this one here. Yeah. Canterbury at 1130 at night. Um, two girls were at home. Their parents were out at a party, a bit of a farewell party, uh, uh, English family and they were heading back to England and they looked after uh, the 13 year old was looking after her other sister came into the house bound up the other girl took the 13 year old and this time again cut all the, uh, the phone lines she was gone for 50 hours in total so each time he's kind of ramping it up um, and again there was no real trace, no leads for the police. Um, and he was eventually found, the girl was eventually found uh, a little way away. And they, um, common theme that two of the girls both said was hearing plane fly over. And then another year later in 1991, and this is the last confirmed linked case to the boogeyman. There's a few others they could potentially tie to him, but without the same hard evidence and motive, they couldn't directly link it to. But this is his final one. It was uh, pretty full on. It was a in uh, Templestowe, again, in one of the suburbs. Another 13-year-old girl, Carmen, um, and she actually went to the same school as Nicola as a previous victim. So they think that there could be a tie between there. Um, but this girl was taking taken away and the the police did a lot of links in the background history. I think it was very personal because whoever was doing this 
was stalking, knew where the parents were away, knew when they were gone and all that sort of stuff. This girl actually was found a year later um, and she was decomposing at that stage. Uh, So she'd been dead for a while and was found with three bullet holes in the head execution style. So this is really ramping stuff up. And from there, there's been no other confirmed cases from there, but it was never solved. A lot of the conspiracy with it around it to talk is that he may have been related to um, child pornography ring. Um, also, that he may have ties with education department. The fact that two of the girls are from the same all-girls private school within Melbourne. Um, and also potentially that he may have had something to do with law enforcement or a good knowledge of law enforcement as a lot of evidence. They did reopen the case in 20, uh, 2010. But to try and, you know, the new technology, uh, the tape they fe- they had that could potentially have had his DNA on there had gone missing out of evidence. A lot of the files were either mislabeled um, or had totally gone missing or put into the wrong area. Um, and as a result, they basically flunked it. Um, it was like a multi-million dollar task force they set up twice trying to catch this guy like seventy thousand raids of homes um it's pretty serious undertaking um and the people like i don't i don't remember ever hearing of this story again i was shit for at the time um when this was all happening so i was i don't remember it or remember hearing stories about it uh and i lived a fair way away but definitely you know a year and then a year like for four years in a row pretty much something went down so People were pretty worried, I can imagine. So, yeah, modern-day boogeyman, pretty much. And still at large, I think there's now like a $1.2 million reward out for any information that leads to his capture, according to Wikipedia. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty full-on. Um, modern-day boogeyman. Yeah, and like it just a lot of the stuff he was saying was like, leading people away so it's kind of like you were talking about dropping the rice to confuse the boogeyman this is kind of the reversal he was dropping other clues to avoid capture and throw the police off his trail so assuming it was a he um yeah pretty full action they said it was a he see what i mean it's really back you know a thousand years ago there's some fucked up thing going on and that turned into the boogeyman and then you start. You use that to be like, "All right, kids, go to bed, lock your doors," because the boogeyman it'll get you. He's out there, even though it's like a could have been like a thing, like like three victims. As tragic as that is, it's like in the scheme of like millions of people, it's not a lot. But it, just that, like the thought of that story could happen to like someone you know. Yeah, <laughs> like that's powerful enough, right? Yeah, well, the one family, uh, first one or the second one? No, the first one, like they were living together and sleeping in the lounge room all in like in the one room for I think a year or so after the fact because they were just like absolutely petrified of being alone and in separate rooms and stuff for it uh, happened. So like the fear is real. Like it's there. I'd I'd never sleep again. Yeah, fuck never. That's crazy. So like some of them are straight mythology and some of them are modern day modern day real life real shit unsolved cold case murders um i know we talked about earlier about a guy named albert fish 
Oh yeah. Do you want to <laughs> touch on him real quick? He's a great a piece of shit. Yeah, he's just the same situation. Guy's got a hard on for killing kids and eating them. Horrifying. He's actually ate them, right? So they tied at least like so that we know of. They tied nine confirmed mur- child murders to him, but he claims to have killed a child in every single state, <sighs> and he claims to have killed at least a hundred and eaten Jesus. them all. And like, can you can you fucking post a picture of him? Like he's <laughs> like you have a look at this guy, and you're like, yeah, definitely see it definitely eats kids yep look at the guy he's got a giant fucking mustache he's skin and bone he's got giant bags under his eye look at the shape of his head his head he's got like he's got like an alien head actually that's head is bigger than cat his hat is so big or his head's so big that his hat will not fit over his skull not even touching his ears we're talking fucking megamind over here yeah exactly fucking make exactly that his hat won't go over his fucking cranium looks like those um mars attacks creature (laughs) <laughs> just with the mustache far out anyways you could probably go you could probably find endless stories of boogeymen around life. the world yeah. modern ancient but the tale is uh, it's as old as time and I mean in the in the most innocent way of it it's just a way to scare your kids into fucking listening to you <laughs> I mean I'm still taking the boogeyman over shit though I don't, want your belt. I don't want the belt. I'm telling you right now, I still got fucking scars from that shit. Anyways, that's what I think the Boogeyman is. It's just a, a combination of stories over probably thousands of years. Now is a, a tale of a tale to scare your kids. But there is modern day tales of the Boogeyman, which is they're, you know they're taking your kids for real. So yeah, pretty bananas. Terrifying. So that's all we got on Boogeyman, I believe. Anything else? I'm done. I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap the Boogeyman up. All right. Uh, let's fire up the Randomatron. See what it spits out this week. All right. Fuck, this thing never fucking works. This is a piece of garbage. Time for a new one. Maybe I'll get a new one here. There it goes. Mirror's working. Coming out right here. Well, would you look at that? What Roast is it? of Braden. Oh, I love it. Oh, are you kidding me? Good topic. Wow. Great Probably topic by the Randomatron this week. Roast of Braden, your favorite theorist who is not here to defend himself. Oh my god, I got a I got a list a mile long. How long can we record go. for tonight? <laughs> go. Give it to him. Let's go. Have you ever heard someone breathe so loud? <sighs> It's no, not even like that. <laughs> you know it's what? that nasally fucking nose is. Nasal. It's because he got hit with the left hook when he was 19. Never fixed his nose. It's a fucking train wreck. Last time he's ever fought anyone. First yeah. time. Last <laughs> First time. and last time you fought somebody, got nose smashed. It hasn't caused me though. Like mine's pretty bloody. Yeah, yours is pretty crooked pretty too. Crooked. But that was a nice headbutt. That one. Yeah, but the thing is, when I'm editing a podcast. There's something called a noise gate, which like blocks out certain noise, so like you can't hear yourself breathing and stuff. I gotta crank Braden's up about three hundred percent standard <laughs> level because it's not that like he breathes loud, but he also breathes like this right by, by like. Well, 
Dude, it's, there's a lot of cardio for Braden in these podcasts, man. Like the guy gets the meat sweats halfway through the pod. Uh, have you ever been to a movie with Braden? Yeah, unfortunately. I have to tell him to sit three spaces over because I can't watch. It's so loud. It's unbelievable. Uh, moving on with that, though, and him in microphones, oh. gaming with him. Like, he's like getting, he gets the biggest packet of chips and just fucking munches away right in the microphone. He never like, pushes mute. Mate, if you're going to eat, that's fine. I'm not stopping you. Just click the mute button. You want to say something, make sure you've finished eating. Unclick the mute button, have a conversation, bang, back on. Instead of just like hearing this, it's not a bloody ear. It's, it's not even that. He's got a headset mic on, so he's got like the like the flexible mic. Mm-hmm. And instead of like angling it away from his face towards the wall, so where you like you don't tr- talk directly into it, some he usually angles it. it in his seems, mouth. It seems to be in his mouth while playing games. <laughs> I don't. I can't understand. I don't understand why. Because he's he gets so hungry, he starts chewing on the fucking mic. <laughs> he's trying to get skinny. He's so hungry, plastic looks appetizing. That's what's happened. That or other full blown yeah. conversations that we don't need to hear or be a part of because it's got nothing to do with the game. Yeah, and he's just still going on. And I'm like, mate, I don't need to hear about what you guys are organizing for I don't dinner. Care about camping like, later. Far out. <laughs> The reason we haven't had drunk Braden on the podcast so much or so often lately is because Braden has like two week hangovers. Like he'll drink one day and then he'll be hung over for the next week. <laughs> he's lost thank- his he's lost his tolerance. I'll be honest with you though, but thank fucking Christ, because when he does drink, it's game fucking over. <laughs> Drunkest person Canada every time. Like no fucking joke. I would he gets if- obliterated. If you're going to get drunk Braden out, meat draw drunk. I'm talking meat draw drunk Braden. Like he got fucking hammered quick. Braden, so what happens to Braden when he drinks? He goes, he's flat, flat lines, three beers, max level, but then can drink another 800 beers without getting any more drunk somehow. He's just an automatically max level drunk. Just plateaus, max yeah, level drunk. Boom. And then he can just keep drinking, but he's already blacked out, but he'll drink all night. All night. So I'll get up that max drunk and then fuck it. She's a quick hill down. Well, that hill down comes late night usually, and it's not pretty. But what are the chances no. of him listening to this before next? I'm hoping he's listening right he's now. He's listening right now. He's got nothing better to fucking do. If he's, he's pretending like he's got something else going on in his personal life, which we all know he doesn't. This, he's not even on holidays, probably. No, he's sitting at home fucking he's chilling probably, on his mic. He's probably, tr- he's, he got mad at himself because he got too skinny, lost his, lost his funny. So now he's at home right now off the podcast just eating. All right, I'm he's he's self journaling how Braden got so his he can't back. come back until he's gained at least one extra, you know, one extra chin back. Yeah, at least an extra couple chins here. Well, Not, I don't like skinny Braden. What I was going to try and say is, I'm going to hang out with him next weekend. I was going to maybe try and get him to meet Draw Drunk. Yep, do it and uh, get some recordings and stuff and see. It's not worth it. It's not fucking worth it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's babysitting. It's all it is. It won't be my fucking problem. horrible, yeah. man. It'll be the his missus. He's got to he's got to clip a mic to him. And like some type of like wireless receiver to record it and just let him do his thing. Just send him send him loose. You get punched in the <laughs> face because he's gonna bring that on you. Every time I've got drunk with Braden at the bar, he's, he's usually beat getting beat up. Every time. <laughs> not like not really bad, but bad enough you're like, oof, yeah, you got beat up. <laughs> yep. You should you probably shouldn't have grabbed the bouncer's beard. That was probably a bad idea. That'll do it. No, you just can't do that. Anyways. 
Nah, we love him. He's a he's a beauty. He's not here. He can't defend himself. We can say whatever we Speak want. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I hate him. What a great random randomatron <laughs> topic. Yeah, random. That's a great. No, I hope that happens weekly. I hope we get a randomatron <laughs> oh, of roasting shit. someone who's not here next week. It'll be Byron. So he's not be next be week. <laughs> <laughs> be harder to come up with stuff for Byron though. I have to think deep. I just can't understand him. It's, well, that's my main one. <laughs> three, uh, it's the same thing for it's, instead of getting really drunk, though, it's by, three beers in. You can't understand what he said. Aussie drunk. Are you talking to me? Or what are you doing over there? Oh, when I first just arrived, making, I remember just, that was hilarious. Just making noises. Just, just <laughs> stuff coming out of your mouth, but I don't think they're words. Fresh Byron, like fresh <laughs> off the boat from Australia when he first moved. Well, he moved here for one year once a while ago, but then when he moved back a few years ago, one beer. You can't understand a word. <laughs> uh, that's what the wife says. Like, as soon as I start talking to my mates back at home too in the family, like, it just gets, that Aussie dial just gets tweaked. And it's like, she's like, yeah, no, something happens and you just ramp up. And she goes, even I have a hard time still after five years, understand what the heck you're saying. Yeah, fun times. Anyways, we should probably get wrapping this one up here. Uh, do we have a theorite of the week? Andrew did. We had uh, Andrew called it. Oh, we're giving it to on Discord, on Twitter, at Black Ron Pond. Oh yes, made a, made a painting. His artistic Braden, rendition, artistic rendition of Braden Costanza. Braden, Braden Costanza, the timeless art of seduction. Oh <laughs> my God, is it funny? It's fucking beautiful. We're I gonna have take to take my eyes away. Someone, from we got to we got to commission. We got to pay him for this or something. We got to get this in the studio. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah, more. It, he actually also sent another reason he's a theorite of the week. He sent it's in the mail currently a ATT portrait hand painted. So oh, cool. Put that up right above the desk here. Guy's talented. And he just started painting, man. So really good for you. Good yeah, on him. He just Jesus. started up in the in the quarantine. It was just like picked it up yeah. during the pandemic. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah, I'm pretty sure it. I could paint, you know, like the the turkey with your hand. And you use your fingers as the fucking yeah. feathers. I could do that probably. Go, go, go. Maybe. So you wouldn't even, it would just be like the little, it, more like a turtle. Like you would extend the fingers probably. Just. Maybe. <laughs> Sweet. Um, new Patreons this week. Before we read the Patreons, some people ask, what the fuck is Patreon and how do I use it? Well, let me tell you something, brother. Patreon is. An artist support platform where for a few bucks a month, you support your favorite creators, whether it be your boys, the alien theorists, or your favorite band or other podcasts. And in return, there is a separate podcast feed that we promote called ATT Classified. And on Classified, we put out bonus content to every episode. We do ATT Confidential, so pretty much bonus episodes. Brain and Dan do most of those. We play D and D. We do. We talk. We have a segment called Nerds. We got what else? We got on there. Ouija four. Uh, well, we oh. have Ouija. Ouija three is on there. <laughs> Don't talk about Ouija. Sorry, Mike. Pod week <laughs> stuff. Stuff from Pod, pod week. week. Uh, the Crushathons are on there, aren't they? We have well the we have no we have Crushathons are on the main feed, but we have we watch the Crushathons live, which you oh, cannot find yeah. anywhere. You can only find it on our Patreon, and uh, on top of that. You get on our, we have a private Discord server and that's your number one direct line. We check all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But if you want to get direct line to us, it's on Discord. It's, you know, it's the easiest to use and 
is there's the least what's the word i'm choosing my words carefully here bullshit <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty accurate that's, that's <laughs> the word that was in my head it's just not that like face like the most raw well we have a facebook group and it's awesome most of the time but there's just that the bad stuff that ha will never happen on discord but anyways if you want to get there alien theorist or patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast support the show and get a bunch of bonus stuff how much does it cost you can do it for three bucks five bucks or more five dollars gets you everything three dollars gets you pretty much the after hours and live streams and discord likes but five bucks gets you everything we do so this week just got a few new supporters zara p oh fuck someone's always trying to fuck with me <laughs> <laughs> Zawarizi Dan touch my pants that's what it says that's a common last name Zawarizi Dan touch my pants <laughs> and I think that's it actually 21st yeah that's one week so two new ones end of the month a lot of people delete and then the start of the month people join up so if you want to get on there check us out and well, I got a band of the week, actually. Anything else before we sign it off for the night? Anybody? Nope, not yet. That's it. Boom, boom, boom. We're done. And unfortunately, I cannot play live music on the inst on the YouTube anymore. So band of the week will be played on the podcast version. But on the, if you're watching the live stream, Patreon or others, you will not hear the music because I'm getting fucked with a little bit. So can't do it anymore. But it's on the, it's on the podcast version. This week's band's called... Fox, F-A-W-X. You can find them on Spotify or anywhere music is found. This song's called Ultraviolet. A nice little punk tune here. So if you're listening to the podcast, that's what you're going to hear. Sweet. That's it. And as Braden always says, keep those eyes on the sky. <laughs>